Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what's up? Champagne Sharks. And this is T. What's going on? You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls. Even though I am taking a kind of detox and using it less, where you should go is, and where most of the primary tweeting is going to happen related to this account is at Champagne Sharks. Go to the Champagne Sharks group account that's going to be uh, maintained by that is maintained by all of us and what else am i forgetting something oh yeah i am there's mike <laughs> hey everybody how you doing it's mike yeah, you can yeah. find me on twitter at black exception one i was trying to throw a little shade at you man did you feel it i did i did all right man i wasn't i, I wasn't ready you're getting, you're getting I wasn't ready to quit i wasn't ready to catch it but I, i'm more than now <laughs> yeah I, i've noticed lately you've been like really feeling yourself man i was trying to it's hard not to. Man. Stop trying to slow that down. It's hard not to feel yourself when you're me, man. I'm click. I'm just clicking right now. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. So how's everything going? Ah, uh, no complaints this way. No complaints this way. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm gonna head out town and see some family and uh, have an extended weekend. Other than that, you know, everything's been pretty much the same. Hey, man. The same is always better than worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I have a lot of congestion going on, so. I don't know how bad it uh, sounds, but you can understand me, okay? Stay with, stay away from that dairy. I need to. Man, but, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, a good thing about this, I haven't ha- I haven't been in the mood to eat, so um, mm. that's been good. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because okay. I was on this big junk eating fix, and now Uh-oh. I just don't want to eat anything. Yeah, well, it's like, well, once you get over this, you'll be back to normal. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not Scarfing too. Scarfing down <laughs> Rubens. And whatever else you like to eat. Well, you know what happened? New York deli stuff. Well, you know what happened? Um, I found this um, chicken restaurant called, and I think the name's supposed to be a pun. It's called Fields Good Chicken, but Fields is spelled F-I-E-L-D-S, like somebody's name. Oh. And it's, um, all they have in there is like chicken. They either have rotisserie chicken and mm-hmm. that, or they have three types of diced seasoned chicken that they put on top of a salad or a rice bowl. Oh, okay. So every single day I've been having a um, chicken salad or a rotisserie chicken, like those two things uh-huh. with um, that, vegetables. Yeah, it's better than like a triple bacon cheeseburger or something. Ain't too bad. Yeah, but you know what's crazy about it is I was doing it. I was doing it for a while, feeling really good, and it makes you wonder, like, why do we ever like fall off this shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, go through these horrible uh, phases because I'm good for that. Like, you know where it's like, uh. I'm going to eat like yeah. shit, like, you know, fuck it. Like, I'm on some emotionally eating <laughs> shit, but, like, it feels good in the short run, but in the long run, like, you know, you don't... I don't know. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you're feeling good. Like, when you're eating right and everything, you feel good, and, you know, you're clicking, but, you know... Yeah, it's, it's not as fun in the moment. Like, you're not going to get, like, as big a rush Yeah. from, like, eating, like, a salad. Yeah. You know, as you do from, like, biting into a bacon burger, but, like, long range, man, like, you feel, like, much... um. Yeah, better, but I don't know. It's like I think it's like dope, man. You know, it's like smoking That's crack. Really what it is. You know, you, uh, in that moment you get that big bang, and I'm guessing now. I don't. I have never done it, but you know, it, you, in that moment you get that. But anything is dope. Like, but, but yeah, anything can be dope. Like people can be dope. Like you know, um, yeah, anything can be dope. Like you know, what I'm saying like uh, anything that feels like really good in the, in the moment. But watching like TV, can be, yeah, true. can be dope. Like that that. Short-term fix is fucking tough. That's true. That's true. To get over. Yeah, man. Uh, 
but we didn't even do any of the laundry of the house cleaning. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. If you can't subscribe to the Patreon, then the next best thing to do is to tell a friend. Tell a friend, tell your enemies, tell your whatever. Just let people know. Let your mailman know. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it all it all helps. If you join Patreon also, in addition to just getting the bonus episodes, because I forgot to say what you actually get when you subscribe to Patreon. For $5 a month, you get double the episodes, not just, you know, half of them. I, I lost track, so this might even be a Patreon episode, which, makes, which will make this unnecessary, but I'll worry about it later. Champagne Sharks Reddit. So if you go to champagnesharks.reddit.com, you can talk to other like-minded Champagne Sharks fans or not like-minded Champagne Sharks fans. Leave a rating or review on iTunes. You don't need to own an Apple product. You don't need to have an Apple ID already. In the show notes, there'll be a link where it'll show you how to sign up for an Apple ID and then just leave a rating and review. That helps the show get discovered. In general, Check the show notes regularly because a lot of times it answers a lot of questions, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of ways to find the show notes. It's, uh, But we try to give as much information as we can in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And we're going to get, well, we hired one. Uh, he's actually doing his first episode now that he's uh, editing. Uh, we hired an engineer slash producer. So what's going to happen is that takes a lot of that off of me, which means more time to book guests, to just be the actual talent and to not have to spend a lot of time um, trying to edit in my free time. So that's going to improve the regularity of the shows. And that being said, we're going to start releasing on a regular schedule. Uh, we haven't figured out exactly what it's going to be. If it's going to be like Tuesday and Thursday or um, two episodes every Wednesday or, you know, Monday or Thursday, we're going to try to figure out, maybe experiment with different things. But I think for now, what do you think, Mike? I'm thinking like Monday and Thursday or something. Yeah, it sounds good to me. You know, space it out a little bit. They can get their dose. Yeah, exactly. A dope right there. I feel like Monday morning, first thing at work, you know, you can get your dose and then end of the week. Going into Friday, you know, you can get another one. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. But we're open to suggestions, and, too, if you guys think it's, uh, you know, if you guys prefer a different schedule. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, champagnesharks at gmail.com. So always a great way to uh, to reach us. Um, something interesting, that Throwaway People uh, series we had was, uh, it was viewed pretty heavy, man. Like like a lot of people, a lot of people told me uh, that they cried during it. Like, um, oh, wow. some dudes even told me to shed a few, like, uh, thug tears and stuff. They were... I mean, feeling the show, but I got to say doing it, man, was kind of heavy, man. I, I uh, that, like doing it and then editing it. Like I used to think things like uh, trigger warnings were kind of um, frivolous and stuff like that, but I kind of see it now. I see why people can be sensitive about just casually taking in the wrong energy. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, yeah, like you said, casually, if you're not expecting it, it's just who knows what's, you know, what's going on in people's lives at the time. And then just that piling on top of it is just, man, it can really, you know, it gets heavy on you. Yeah, man, it does. It does for real. Um, you know, what's uh, interesting. Like I started doing uh, therapy, mm -hmm. right? And like, I'm a typical black person that I don't like. It's weird to me. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And the thing that's interesting with uh, therapy is like when you bring it up to a lot of different white people, a lot of them will be like, oh, yeah, you know, I can uh, share my experiences. And it's just weird how common it is in reverse is one of the um, is one of the interesting things that I've uh, realized about it. What's 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 
common in reverse. As in, as in, as in, like uh, so many white people have or had have a therapist. Oh, okay. Their own preferences, their own um, likes, dislikes, their own like. It's to the point. I make, it makes me wonder, like, just how widespread wow. it is. You know. Like, uh, probably not as widespread as it should be. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up people out there. I mean, people dealing with a lot of shit. I mean, as far as, I mean, the world is fucked up. Dealing with a lot of, you know, uh, you know, mental poison from the society. Now, a lot of people probably need to go detox. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like, um, it kind of makes me think, too. Like, you said there's not enough of it out there. But then I think if so many people out there are have it or have had it at some point, then does that mean that there is a lot of it out there, but it's just not um, helping? <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's good, I don't know. How, how do you feel? Is it helping you? I don't know. I mean, I think it is. But it's kind of hard to say because, um, like, I will say this. I will say this. It makes me see a lot of things about myself clearly, mm. but then I don't know what to do about them. Oh. So it's like, it makes you wonder. Well, that sounds like probably hmm? the purpose of it. I, I think if you stick with it, I think, I don't think the therapist is going to tell you what to do with it. I think that's for you to figure out probably. Yeah. You know, but I think, I think it it's got to start, it's got to start with you, you know, like, you know, having a clear, accurate view of who you are and what, what do you, what you want to do? You know, I, I'm just guessing. Yeah. But you never realize how important lying to yourself is. Like, you know, as in, like, yeah. not important as in it's good, but I mean, just like personally important to you. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, like you can't tell people the truth about themselves like too fast or too hard. It, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a kind of like an important like responsibility and stuff. Yeah. So it's, um, so, it's, so it's like, uh, interesting. Like, I think should everybody know the truth about themselves is what I wonder. Mm. Like are some people just better off just <laughs> not knowing the truth about themselves? <laughs> I like to think everyone should know the truth about themselves. I'm in, I'm in that I'm in that mm-hmm. thing, but you know probably to function in this world, you know, in 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 their particular you know circle, it, it might be best for you know if they've created this lie for themselves, this lie bubble to live in, in order to you know just not you know fall apart or go crazy, and kill everybody. <laughs> So they got to just tell themselves these lies like, hey, you know, I'm OK. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm happy. But, you know, maybe take some, maybe take some pills and yeah, self-medication, yeah, yeah. you know, and kind of get through it. I think there's something to that, man, because have you ever heard of something called uh, depressive realism? Depressive realism. Um, Yeah, it's debatable. Some people say it is real. Some people say it's not real. Some people say that the data is misinterpreted. But depressive realism is this uh, hypothesis that says that depressed people actually assess the world more accurately than non-depressed people. Mm. So a lot of the, um, so even though like it leads to like dysfunctional behaviors and negative behaviors and all this like bad type of uh, mm lifestyle that a lot of people like they did these kind of tests and they found out like for example somebody would be like yeah i think i'm like they're these depressed people and they're like yeah i think i'm ugly i think i'm this i think i'm that and then they would do things like make them rate themselves in a whole bunch of ways Hmm. and then i think it was something like they had to figure out how other people would rate them then they went and asked other people and they did the same thing with non-depressed people, and it was like the depressed people actually were more accurate about guessing how people would see them than the mm. uh, non-depressed people. And it was not just like physical, but just like, you know, just about all types of things. So then the theory started becoming like, oh, so that means that depressed people are actually more realistic than mm. uh, non-depressed people. 
But I mean, there's a lot of argu- there's a lot of arguments against it too. Like a lot, there's a lot of uh, very convincing takedowns of the very plausible takedowns of the study. So it's it's there's evidence both ways. But I, I just found that um, it reminded me what you said about like these people, they would be kind of going crazy if they um, yeah, you know, knew too much about yeah. themselves. What kind of what kind of what kind of therapist is your therapist? Like, is it like a? I mean, don't they have like specialties? Like, you know, one thing they subscribe to different schools of thought. Yep, I went to um, okay. a psychoanalyst. Yeah, which is like the slowest, most deepest one. Okay, that's the is that is that the um, that's the uh, yeah yeah that's the one that like Freud right yeah yeah but yeah I mean you know I do think I do think it's helping but. What was interesting about it was finding out how rare it's not mm. among uh, white people. It's very mm. interesting because then it, it kind of makes me think, right? If so few black people go to therapy and so many white people do, is that like an edge just in, mm. like, like say like you're working in a white world, you're living in a white world, you're doing all this stuff, but all these people have this extra common language or common experience that they're working like with say a lot of them too are on different mm-hmm. types of uh, yeah. medications as well. Right. Like, so that's like a, yeah. almost like a performance enhancing drug, depending on how you look at it or, or even if you think it's not a performance enhancing drug and say you think about it as a negative thing, right. Have you ever been in a room where everybody's on a different high as in like, for example, you're like drunk and you go into a room and everybody there has just smoked weed yeah, and you're like, fuck the <laughs> energy's off. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I'm yeah. not on the right drug with everyone else. I'm like, or everybody's drinking and you're on like ecstasy or something like that. Like if so many people are on these type of like antidepressants and stuff and the, all these medications, if it's as widespread as, and you're just out of sync with, with the majority of society. Yeah. Oh huh. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so even if it's not a performing enhancing drug, say it's even a bad thing, because I don't think like alcohol mm-hmm. or weed or ecstasy are necessarily good things, but they, if you're on the same drug, you're at least kind of sync yeah. up subconsciously. Yeah, I wonder like what, like you're in a workplace. You know? I would, I, you know, I wouldn't even, I would like, I would think, you know, I would think of it more in a, in a, in a, in a, in a positive aspect. I mean, I, I got to feel like it's some type of unburdening and, you know, a lightening of the load for them. You know, it's, um, uh, well, I guess it's like okay, what we were talking about with food, and it's like they're they're getting the nourishments that they need, and then we're missing like a key nourishment, so it's always gonna you know leave you leave you not you know leave you behind a little bit in a see, way. Yeah, see, the, 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 that's that's you what I'm I mean? thinking. Whether you look at it as a positive or whether you look at it as negative, you know, as far as like oh, it's not good for you. I mean, either way, I think it kind of like uh, leaves black people behind because, yeah. like, say, say you think it's a positive, and in that case, it's like a performing enhancing drug. It's like everyone else has some kind of um, it's, it's like being in a team or a league where everyone's on steroids but you, but you didn't even know it, and you feel like, <laughs> yeah. like busting your ass, and you don't realize like everyone has steroids on a personal coach, and you're there just yeah. trying to figure out, and um, they don't tell you. You know, like, like, it's not that they're hiding oh, yeah. it from you. It just doesn't come up. Like, they don't volunteer. Yeah. Like, because I notice every time I bring it up, everyone says, oh, I could help you do therapy or I could take my experience or I've been in it for like 5, 10, 15 years. Like, no, and you're like, wow, really? You I had, I had like no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And then to the flip side, if you think of it as like a, uh, even if you think it's a negative, like, oh, those drugs, they're not good for people. They get people addicted. But even mm-hmm. then, 
if everybody's on the same drug and you're not, you're still gonna, gonna gonna be not really in sync. It's still gonna like you know hurt your ability to fit in, yeah. hurt your ability to move up the ranks if you're at a job or or um you know just be in the same wavelength as the rest of the society. It's so uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Hmm. Um yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, I think if anybody needs therapy, is is black people. Uh, honestly, we need a collect a collectively. I think we need some type of specialized, you know, therapy directed at us. You know, to to deal with everything that's that's going on with us in this country and that's going on right now. Uh, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing about it for me. It's like I like I would want to. Uh, if I did have it, I want to be, you know, be able to have it with somebody that understood you're not just, you know, you know, uh, intellectually, but like emotionally, they think they, they empathize with what, you know, because they they're they're going through it and they've gone through it. And, you know, they can you know help me navigate better through it. Yeah. See, that's that's a really good uh, point, because, look, black people probably need it more and have it the least. But even if all black people were to get it, like. Who would give it to them? Because, okay, the therapist you're probably going to get is probably going to be some, like, the roots target demographic. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like, like how many, like, yeah. how many Francis Cress Wilson types really, you know, or Franz Fanon's are there um, out there today? You know, somebody, I think like eight out of 10 times, you'll probably get like a, a, a full grown Blavity Black, you know? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're still an expert and they're still they're still black. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting. I wonder um, what are like the the average black therapist like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I you know what? I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I wonder about that, too, because I feel like they would try to project, you know, their little worldview onto me and make me be less toxically masculine. I don't think that's my problem. You know, what I mean? you know, your problem is not yeah, masculinity, you, Mike. And uh, what you need to do is you need to go, <laughs> you need to go watch Moonlight and uh, Brokeback Mountain, and just <laughs> drink some, you know, herbal tea, and relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny, man? A lot of people are gonna hear what you said, and they'll probably write like angry about that. They'll be like, "What's wrong with all that?" But sometimes it's just not for you. Like, you know, you need to have your values like respected. Like, if if my value is look, I want to be a traditional man. I'm not saying I want to hit women or silence silence women's opinions or you know or shame anybody or be toxic. But you know, I that's just what. Yeah. I subscribe to that's that's my value like you don't have to agree with it but you know at least um you know respect it or uh, unless it's harming me but that's that's the other thing you don't know what people's values are are they gonna align with yours there's examples you know I mean uh because I know that that's what that's yeah. what the uh root types were into when that was out and you know it's just like you know I don't that's what that would be my my worry about going into therapy is like them telling you know like you said just them telling me my whole world my whole worldview is just wrong and this is you know I have to be this uh, male feminist type guy to in order to be well, in order to function it, it, and I don't believe that's true. I don't believe they're happy. Yeah, w- one thing I've gotten from talking to different people is there's a whole different range. There's people who will basically. Um, Go as far as telling you every single thing you should do, give you homework, mm-hmm. do all this stuff to the opposite extreme of 
just not telling you anything. Like everything is just basically, well, well why did you ask that? Mm. What makes you think that? Like, everything's a question with a question. Mm-hmm. And then just sit in dead silence and force you to answer it. Like, did you ever see that movie with uh, uh, Robin Williams? I think it was Robin Williams and Matt Damon. You remember? He was like, was that I don't know. He was at, he was at, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And like, I, he just goes in there and like, they're, 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 for the whole session, nobody's saying nothing. Yeah. Is it, is, is it like that? Do you just go in there and, you know, they wait for you to say something? Well, well, see, this is kind of weird because I know he has, like, confidentiality to me. But I guess because oh. I'm the patient, I could say whatever. It's just because this is um psychoanalysis, but also because I have mm-hmm. no real point of comparison. Except what I've seen on TV and people tell me in passing. It's kind of like you just... He kind of want, wants to make you make all the insights. He just offers a, a little kind of course correction. But even then, he won't really characterize the course correction explicitly. You know, yeah. it's kind of like he's making you do the work. But it'll be like you'll say something and then it'll be like, but didn't you once say this? And then mm-hmm. by him saying that at the same time that you're thinking about something else, you get kind of like a cognitive snap. Like, oh, wait a minute. I did say that. So why am I saying this now? Ah. Be like, well, why are you saying this now? You, you know, and then you basically have to kind of be the one to say it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Do you think it? Do you think it would make a difference if the therapist was a male or female? I mean, as far as because you're a man, so do you think? I don't know. That's a good question. Would you have? Would you have a problem with it? Would you have a problem with a female therapist? Uh, dude, she's asking questions that could just I don't know. totally be a, a setup if I answer it wrong. For uh, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is like, listen, man. We're, we're, like, we're like regular people, yeah, and joking, you know, hey, we're talking about a subject I'm that anyone <laughs> listens to the show. I know how people. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how people. Yeah, that's why. That, that's why. Oh, he's talking about lighting, nice shit on women. What the hell's wrong with yeah, this guy? Yeah, yeah, But I just say it as a joke because I, I know how things go. But I mean, we've never uh, shied away from from answering questions before. So I'll, st- I'll still answer it. I'm not sure because it would depend on the kind of woman. Like, yeah. which is the same thing I would say about a man. Like, for example, if it was a woman like Ayan LeBenzant, I could deal with that better than a man that's like trying to. Like, say, like, a white guy who's kind of, like, I believe all masculinity is, t- is toxic. Like, I would deal better with yeah. Ayanna Benzan, even though, like, some people would say she's a little too um, hardcore or, or traditional. Traditional. I mean, she doesn't have actual psychologist training, so I'm not saying I would literally go to her, but say it was someone with psych- psychologist training, but mm. was more kind of, you know, old school in their values and... Yeah. and sympathetic to like the black because because one thing about black people even even if we're not actually like republican or conservative like we have a lot of conservative values and a lot of like things you know like yeah we're not very into like all this kind of experimentation on average because we're still just trying to figure out how how the normal things work so to me i think the woman thing is the woman thing is tough i'm trying to think what would happen if the woman and the man were exactly the same in terms of like outward uh, worldview like i'm trying to I'm trying to answer the question all things equal like if it was i think all things equal i'd probably go with i think i might go with the i think i might go with the woman sure. you know, that's what i you know that's what i thought about too and i was just like i don't know because I, I feel like you know just thinking you know you know you're telling them personal information and you're kind of unburdening yourself a little bit i just i don't know if i would feel you know you being that exposer um you know, open, I don't know, maybe vulnerable, being vulnerable see, but, see, with another dude. See, but, you know what I mean? See, oh, with another yeah. dude. Oh, I see. See, but that's kind of what makes it an interesting challenge. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because 
just by doing it and pushing stuff out of your comfort zone, because this is what's going to happen, <laughs> right? No matter how guarded you think you're going to be, if you do it long enough, you're just going to be um, open because it's just how the human brain works. Like familiarity yeah. make, makes you um, just become more loose. So like as you log in the hours, like I was very, very, very guarded um, yeah. before, you know? And then now I just tell yeah. them all types of stuff. And it happened like way faster than, than mm. I thought. I mean, yeah. So I was very, I was very surprised. So, so you would be, you would be surprised. It all depends on if you have a good person or not. If the person does anything that makes you not trust them or like, say you're vulnerable and then they make a joke and make you pay for it or something, mm. then you'll probably like jump back in your shell, like doubly hard. Like, like this is all in theory, but if you had like a good guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that, you know, it's not a one size fits all type of thing. You got to find, you know, everybody's going to find, you know, you might not be comfortable or happy with the first one or the second one. You might have to shop around a little bit. Yeah, one. Yeah, but I'm telling you though, I really wonder societally what type of difference like that makes between uh, black and white people. Like, for example, I know some black people think we have less therapy because we actually need it less. Because mm. you know, they might have that trope, like you know, like black people have more of like a natural wisdom, and you know, white people are neurotic and all this stuff, and. Do you think to any degree that's true that black people might actually need it less? And it's actually like a sign of a strength. Uh, I don't. I know. I just no. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think. I think we have learned to cope in a way that that it makes it seem that way. Uh, you know. Um, but I think to say that you know that we're you know I don't I, you know I don't think. We know each other well enough to even, you know, yeah. make that kind of statement. You know, black people, you know, we're we're all guarded with everybody and each other. So, you know, it's just we we create this like facade to where everybody, you know, every that's what I think that's why you you know we talked about this before too, and like you see this rise and you know and like you know black people killing themselves. Yeah. I you know I know we talked about what why that might be and you know our you know our proximity to whiteness and you know. It, and, and and adopting their kind of coping methods, but I think it's just you know the the I think what we've been doing is just not working yeah anymore. A lot, we're ignoring a lot of things that are going on and just hoping you know, and it's just it's all building up. But I don't think to answer your initial question that uh, we possess some type of special um, defense against you know being depressed or that are better needing, like family units and extended family aren't giving us a because i'm not saying i believe it i just know that's one of the things that uh some people try to say i mean i mean honestly I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you speaking of the root the root articles hashtag was uh hilarious because uh, <laughs> doing doing a hard pivot uh the root articles uh last week anyone who listens to the show knows so uh this will be very uh Fast. We're not going to dwell too much on it. And plus, we've been spending, we were saying the other day, we've been spending too much time giving um, Shea Butters oxygen and we don't want to do too much of it anymore. But yeah, The Root was basically upset about Donald Glover getting all the shine for some reason because he's like a straight black man, but he's also one that's not a um, kind of part of their tribe. You know, he doesn't really signal like being part of the tribe. So when This Is America mm-hmm. was getting all those great reviews and everyone was calling it genius. They spent the whole day just doing articles about why 
This Is America was bad and how Donald Glover was bad because um, he's a straight black man. And then all this stuff about uh, straight black men, like, you know, why are only straight black men called geniuses? It's a sign of X, Y, and Z. And that makes them all, and then that makes them all Elliot Roger. Like, been, like the root was comparing them to Elliot Roger, which I don't know why, because Elliot Roger wasn't black, you know, mm. like implying that they're like straight black men nerds are one bad day away from um doing a mass shooting of black women it was like all this weird stuff and people got so tired of it that um they made this hashtag called hashtag the root articles and it was all people making spoof articles about the root and what was so funny about it and i think you said this happened to you i saw when the guy made the hashtag he invented it his name is um on twitter's old man roland and a lot of people are like ran with it and i think a guy craig's vcr probably had the best parody uh headlines but i saw it when it started so i knew it was a joke but a lot of people thought that a lot of the headlines were real because as crazy as they were um they sounded plausible based on past uh the root headlines yeah they really did. I was like, wow, Roots, just they just don't stop, huh? <laughs> and then we realized it's a joke. Like, oh, my God. That's, you know, they almost had me with that one. And you just, man, they, they were relentless. Oh, with, man. And, with, and I thought it was going to be like six hours and go away. I think people are still doing them. I think it's been almost, has it been a week yet? It's been at least like four or five days. It's getting closer to a week, I think. I, I mean, because I know for a fact that it was going really hot still for three days. Like, yeah. Like three solid getting, days. It was just, was just just killing it. Yeah. It's one of the longest ones I've seen. I, yeah, I have not seen anything like uh, usually Black Twitter as an ADD and, you know, moves up. It, it gets like a fever pitch and it dies down. But people are going in. And what was interesting to me, too, was a lot of people are complaining at the root about saying it was um, a proof of toxic masculinity and you're proving our point. But when you look at the actual pictures, it's a big cross section of black people, including a lot of black women. Like, I would say it's almost like you know, 50, 50, you know, there's a lot of black women yeah. that I saw like getting it in. Like I'm going to give one of my, some of, some of my, uh, <laughs> favorites. It's funny. I've already read these. I just looking at them again. I just start laughing. Like it's so funny. Someone put Emmanuel Altenor put absent black fathers, how MLK Jr. and Malcolm X chose civil rights in death to avoid raising their children. Hashtag the root articles. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins put, your white boyfriend calls you a nigger. It's a small price to pay for avoiding straight black men. Hashtag the root articles. Uh, I will give two more. How Black Panther's disappearance in Infinity War is related to black men abandoning their families. Oh, wow. The root articles. Oh, oh. Uh, and then th this one was my, this one was um, my favorite. It said, hashtag the root articles by the realness 79 how black men who eat healthy are actually trying to extend their lifespan so they can have more years to oppress black women white men and hetero and homosexuals <laughs> and they show a guy surrounded by vegetables <laughs> like all these things have an innocent picture of a black man a lot of them and then they put like a way to turn it into something uh uh toxic so the the black man surrounded by all these vegetables and he's looking like very healthy and then they're saying like he's, he's eating the vegetables so he can uh <laughs> Uh, oppress oppress everybody uh, for more years. It, it was a uh, well. Do you remember some of your favorites? Oh man, um, there was so many, man. There was so many. Oh my god. Um, there's one. Okay, here's one. I mean, people white teeth and white women. Why straight man, straight black men who brush every day show their hatred for black women? <laughs> there was, there was uh, what other one, man? Let me see. I had. Uh, Nah, yeah, there's some other ones out there. There's so many. It's too many to really 
And there's, there's too many. There was a woman named uh, I put her name Melissa Harris uh, Petty, and that and that I, I, I love that, I love that name. <laughs> yeah, hell of a handle, Melissa Harris Petty, and she she had some funny ones. Like she was like. Um, end of an era, how cishet black men fail to protect Blockbuster and Toys R Us. And, <laughs> and she said, a different world why straight black men are at fault for the student loan uh, oh, crisis. wow. Okay, here was, here was one uh, really funny. Oh, how uh, black men that okay. check their mirrors before changing lanes on the highways are really rapists. Hashtag the article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another one uh, by Bad Boys Remix. Very era specific uh, handle, by the way. Like uh, he must like really like Bad Boys Remix. He, he's a pretty funny guy. Uh, we, we actually follow each other on Twitter. Okay. Uh, but drop that war machine and get you a Thor, my queen. How straight black men secretly help Thanos? <laughs> uh, you know, in the <laughs> wow. I mean, it is you know, it, 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 yeah. You know, it's um, exaggerated, but only slightly. Only slightly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is it really that much crazier than you know? straight black men are the white people of um black people like like it's it's really not like you know and you know it's funny a lot of uh people at the root and and shea butters tried to do a counter hashtag called hashtag thank you to root and it was um you know meant to kind of gain traction against this hashtag and instead it got hijacked and just became like a supplement a secondary hashtag to the um the root articles hashtag so so yeah you know People just people ended up uh, taking over, like saying, you know, thank you to Root for giving uh, for legitimizing white supremacist talking points and, you know, all this stuff, you know, all, all this type of stuff. So that basically backfired. And then they had two sets of hashtags going against them and they got pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean, and they should because I, it really exposed the fact that, you know, really on the ground level, nobody's rocking with them. You know, they don't have they don't have the pulse of, you know. Uh, the re- out, you know, quotes regular black people. Uh, you know, they, the, which are the majority of black people. That's, that's what jumped out at me too. Yeah, no, it's true. Including including black women, like you know, they had a lot of both types, black men and black women. It was really interesting to see that, like how I feel like back in the day, they those types used to be very very active, and it's like. Now they don't. The fact that they couldn't get the, the counter hashtag mm-hmm. uh, remotely popping. Do you remember when, when one of them used to get mad at you and then it would be like the alt-right? Like yeah. suddenly your mentions would get swarmed. Even when that still happens, it doesn't like last like it used to. I remember like your mentions would be like on fire for days. Now. Yeah, it's very, it's very, if it, if it registers, it's very brief and, you know, not, it's really not, I don't really see much of that at all. I think they've, blocked and muted and you know walled off their little corner of twitter so well that you know that's true that like a lot of them don't a lot of them don't get to you know don't see a lot of what's going on in the rest of that's twitter true they probably um have ended up making a backfire because now people can't because walls work both ways like you know yeah. you're keeping yourself from seeing all these people but you're increasing all the people who don't see you back yeah, so they're probably not even seeing things like you said. Exactly. If you're blocking somebody, you can't exactly. go and get mad in their in their thread now because you can't re- reply to it. That's probably it, really. At the end of the day, I, I think so. You know, what's another funny thing about that root the root article response that that the guy wrote. It was it was that yeah. it was oh you know black men have gotten so upset. You know what they went and did? They went and created a hashtag. Like he's shitting on the fact that they created a hashtag when you know. 
previously they've celebrated, you know, hashtags like, you know, as being this, you know, powerful tool and fighting white supremacy and injustice. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they get when they get one like this that just blew up and, you know, took a big shit all over them. Now a hashtag really ain't shit. And then they turn around and try to create their own hashtag. And it was that just what just made it more delicious to watch that blow up in their faces. Yeah, the consistency is not their uh, strong suit at all. At all. You know what? Because I was just I was just looking at um uh a, a, an article and it it was uh it was showing well not an article a picture over here on Twitter and it was showing the um the root you know two articles that they wrote side by side one of them was uh. You know, why black people don't care anything about the royals. She's talking about, you know, Meghan Markle and her, you know, come, getting ready to get married to uh, Prince Harry. Oh, I'm so glad you and brought And then the second. Uh, 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 do me a quick favor. Say what you're going to say, but please remind me to go back to the Meghan uh, Markle thing. Okay. Done. Well, yeah. Okay. I just, the, the, the first article that they wrote was why blacks don't care about royalty. And then the second article was why Meghan Markle's marriage matters or something like that. So that was just uh, talking about their, you know, I, you know, the inconsistency that you just brought up. But uh, yeah, 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 ex- exactly. Like uh, a week after they did all that stuff about how Donald Glover is uh, bad for being with a white woman and stuff. They had all these uncritical things about Meghan Markle, who normally they would probably criticize for like light skin privilege or not you know, being black enough, you know, but they, they didn't say a single thing. Oh, yeah. If, he, if, if Idris Elba married her, he'd be a, a self-hating uh, colorist. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, like, and it's like, do you realize that it was only one week ago that you said that, that you said, <laughs> you know, and it's like, they, they think everybody has amnesia. It, it's, it's, it's interesting because some people are like that. Some people do dirt kind of in the light. And think that you just can't see them, like like it's um it's it's very interesting, right? Like they just really I don't know, just think people are stupid or what or I think I don't know. I think with those guys, with those that, types, that, man, it's just like no, they no, they never call each other out for the for the, for the bullshit. Like you know what I mean? Like like nobody yeah. really points out that you know except us that don't like them anyway, but. Them, the people that they are close to and that they share their information, like some, I'm like, you know, you know, you know, you don't think anything about saying and, this and one day happens, and that the next day. And what happens is they have built-in defenses because all they do is just constantly, all they do is just constantly find a way to disregard or devalue anybody who does um, yeah. disagree. So if you disagree, then you just become a um, ashy. A hotep. If you're a woman, they call you a pick me. And for people who don't know, because like. I know a lot of things we say we don't really um, translate because we just assume people know. But, you know, I've had like a lot of non-black people ask me, like, what does this term mean uh, that you always say? And I realized, OK, people don't always understand. A pick me is the Shea Butters call anybody, any woman who disagrees with being um, a Shea Butter, who disagrees with the, the black men or trash platform. They call them um, pick me's as in they're, they're, they're hoping men will pick them. So they're siding with toxic masculinity. So that you'll that you as a toxic male will pick them like like they're just thirsty um for dates so then, so they call that pick me Twitter so anytime a woman calls shenanigans on some crazy root article they'll be like oh looks like another pick me hoping to get a yeah hoping to get a date you know so yeah so I think they do get called out but they just no matter how many people call them out they just automatically um 
lumped them in that category. But now that they um, had this hashtag trend for like probably a week, incredibly long, which shows how many people are uh, on it. And it's done by men and women. And it's to the point where even the counter hashtag gets totally taken over and you can't even tell it was supposed to be a counter hashtag. Then they're going to have to realize that maybe like a lot of these so-called ashes or hoteps or pick are outnumbered them in black people. Like, like maybe they're the anomaly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the case. I, those, you never, cause I never, I, you know, maybe it's just the circles I roll in. I, I never run into people like that. I see them in Brooklyn, but they're very much like a tribe. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go take it one step further. I think even they know that the Ashies, the Hoteps, I'm talking about by their definition, cause to them, yeah, a Hotep is very broad. I'm not talking about like what a black person, a regular black person calls a Hotep. I'm talking about what they call a Hotep. Like what, what they call Ashies, Hoteps, and Pikmis, because things like hoteps and pikmis, those are real things, but it's just not as broad as they're pretending it to be. Like, you know, like, but I think they deep down, they realize they're the minority of that. Like, they just don't care because they don't like the average black person. You know, like, they, I think deep down, they, they know that they're the minority. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it. They don't like, they don't, I don't think, they probably don't even like themselves, yeah. man. They, they probably need the therapy first figure out why why they don't like themselves and why you know and i think a lot of these people just aren't aren't, aren't being who they want to be and so they just lash out and you know straight black men are have and have been an easy target here yeah in America. I, you know something else i wonder like going back to therapy i wonder if the age matters too because this is the thing else i noticed i think black people who do go to therapy tend to start later than white people um because a lot of black people i do meet because i think with the cultural stigma ah. or the finances or whatever it takes us longer to get there so i also wonder if that's kind of the problem too because yeah. i do know it's like um oh. a lot of uh non-white people who are on who are doing like therapy and stuff the a lot of times they're always kind of like melting down and acting out the therapy online whereas i feel like a lot of white people they'll be doing the therapy <laughs> but you don't really see them like like okay the whole fetishizing of the trauma thing right all these uh social justice types and um and black feminists do where they're always talking in trauma language and they're kind of fetishizing it and stuff and like disagreeing with them on twitter is trauma and you know this is like emotional violence and and they kind of always kind of act like you know they're being traumatized and they're um you know doing this stuff and like i just wonder if like because these things are hitting them so late and they started so late like I mean, I think it's still probably good that they do it, but it's still going to be a different effect in the person who's kind of made these epiphanies and had these kind of crises in at a young time. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you for example, I, I had some moments of like um, epiphany or something I wasn't uh, ready for. And then it hit you and you're like, fuck, like this is an old time to fucking get this. Like, I mean, I guess it's better late than never, but it's like, fuck, <laughs> like, what do I do with this now? You know? Yeah, I hear yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know what the answers are, but it's it's, it's just interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, like like I put up a I put up a tweet today, and then I regretted putting it up. Like I like I just put it up earlier, right? But I meant it to be positive because it was like a positive insight, like I got from therapy. So I put the worst thing about being in a weird head headspace head is that's exactly when you should do you should, you should do nothing and reassess until it's passed. But instead of but instead, my solution is always to try to do more, which doesn't work because you're attempting it in a weird headspace. Right. Hmm. What, you, what you know, what I'm saying is like when you're like in a weird space, you just kind of want to do something, anything, you know, to get out of it, whether it's uh, eat, have sex, cheat, 
do whatever, you know, but that's when you should be doing nothing. You should like, you know, that's when you really should be taking, um, taking a break. Get your, get, get your mind right first. And then. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, I just said that, but I just said it, but like, oh, this is a good thing to learn about myself. And then people started putting in the replies, like, you know, I'm sorry. I hope this passes. I, thought, I was like, oh man, now, now looks like I did an emo tweet. <laughs> to fish. So then I did a follow up. Like, no, no, no. This is like, it's supposed to be like a, like an upbeat, like, you know, positive tweet i'm not i'm not having one of those uh twitter like crises or or, or meltdowns but it, it was kind of interesting I, I wonder if i just tweeted that and then let it go and i didn't see the replies like how much it would have uh, spiraled you know I'm, i've read that i just read that and it you know it made sense to me i don't know why oh, oh yeah, yeah it made sense but i think i think people thought it was a cry for help where mm. I, I was just making a nice what i thought was a Nice observation, but I think maybe people are just kind of used to people having public meltdowns. So I think that that whole, that whole thing about working out trauma online, I think people just probably just primed to think that's what's uh, happening mm-hmm. at any given point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it's all interesting stuff. It's, uh, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, all this stuff was questions and anybody who wants to share about this stuff because because this is something that I really really am going to be thinking about for a while about whether uh, black people need more therapy or white people need less therapy or both or or what you know because that's 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 the big thing that I've been realizing is how many white people have experience with it I always knew they did it more than us I just didn't know just how much more yeah and you know you know they don't like to share a lot of info with us a lot of times Yes, yes. That's something that uh, I think doesn't get talked about enough, too, man. I think something doesn't get talked about enough, too. It's a like that's something that would be great for black people to know, you know, and it would be great for white people to tell. But the way most racial discussion goes in this country is about being an ally. The white person is supposed to listen and not take the spotlight from the black person, you know, whatever, and do all this stuff. And meanwhile, they're sitting on a wealth of information that they might not even know is important like you know or they might not even realize that we don't know or that it just never um comes up you know and that's a perfect that's a perfect example like a lot of people i've known for like years or known for a long time who you know i found out all this um therapy stuff i brought it up in one group of um white people and then they all just started um right in front of me sharing the different therapy stories and trading and talking about the different uh, medications they've been on or are currently on and i was like wow i've been sitting with these people for years i never even knew you know mm. uh and i don't think they were like hiding it from me it's just it's just old hat to them yeah yeah exactly so um like you say, yeah like you said that's a, that's another thing to get into one day but i as you kind of as you alluded to earlier about the allyship i think you know even neely fuller would you know tell you that as as a black person you your probably your main job would be to listen and ask questions. You know what's crazy? You said that. This should be a whole other show. I got in trouble for saying that recently. I was in a group of people and I had said something about white people listen more than black people. And then it ended up going over badly because it was mm-hmm. uh, a lot of black people at the table. Mm-hmm. They thought I was saying it kind of like a complimentary way or that white people care more about solving race than black people. And I think one of them... I don't think I said this, but I think they heard it this way. I think one of them said that I said that white people listen better, you know, as mm. in like as in like some kind of either uncaring or inability of black people to listen. I'm like, no, this is not a compliment. I'm just saying like, I'm just being literal. Like, you know, um, they just literally listen, listen more because a lot of times if there's like a bunch of people talking about race yeah. and there's like a white person there, that's going to be usually the person who's just nodding and taking in the yeah. most. And it's not always their fault because I think 
we train allies to do that. We tell them your job is to listen, to not take the lead to whatever. So it's like you can't totally um, fault them for that. But I do think there's a self-interested part in it, too. Like, mm. it's like, hey, this also helps me because I don't have to tell you about just how many people in my hometown are clans people <laughs> or that, you know, my, my family is... Um, has Trump supporters in it and that, you know, I descend from a slave owner, like are things that, you know, I'm kind of ashamed about or I don't want to be associated with. So on one hand, like, you know, I'm glad to be doing it for you. I also think sometimes with good white people, like like the ones who are really care about this stuff, I think sometimes they listen more and don't talk also because they kind of realize it's a lot worse than it is as far as like what yeah. we're up against with the system of white supremacy, because they're actually around yeah. white people by exactly. themselves, mo- way more than we'll ever be. They actually know what these people stay behind closed doors. They actually are in these jury, all by jury rooms. They're, mm-hmm. they're at Thanksgiving dinner or, you know, getting the family history. And I think sometimes they think, man, if these people knew how, just how bad white supremacy um, is, like, you know, like embedded or casual, you know, they're almost better off just not, just not really knowing. Like, like I'll, I'll happily talk about privilege with them uh, <laughs> all day and, you know, checking privilege. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then on the other hand, they, I think they, you know, I know, I think, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of us don't realize that white people know us better than we think they do. Yeah. And I say that to say that um, they know that a lot of us, you know, especially in like a group setting, can't wait to get in there and show how much we know. Yes. Or, you know, or it's especially especially if there's, there's white people there and, and we just want to try to impress them with our knowledge and whatnot. And they'll just sit there and let you do it. You know, I, you know, it's and I'm very uh, guilty of that, uh, as in something that, you know, I've tried to be cognizant of because it's because you can easily lapse into it and not even realize yeah. you're doing it. Like, yeah, oh, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, what am I even doing? How did I get into this? I'm, I'm totally uh, like I'm definitely trying to learn to uh, listen, listen more. But you, you catch yourself sometimes, especially because sometimes they'll like ask you questions and then it almost feels flattering. It's like, you know, well, what's your view on, you know, what's going on with uh, Kanye? And you're like, oh, well, let me tell you. And like, oh, wait a minute. You know, hey, what's what's your view? Like, you know, yeah, like. What do you, what do you think? Like you, you're the ones who actually, if, if if a system of white supremacy is driving Kanye crazy and he's saying all this stuff, what do you, as somebody who benefits from it and who has family members who probably might be racist or whatever, like you should be telling me if, if Kanye's crazy, like you know, yeah, <laughs> you would know more, <laughs> yep, yeah, better than me if Kanye is right or wrong about racism. You know, I'm on the outside. I'm I'm. We're the blind leading the blind when two black people talk about uh, how right Kanye is about uh, racism. Because all we can talk about is what we see, like, you know, when things happen to us. But, you know, they can they can see behind the curtain that we can't. Yeah. Yeah. They they, 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 they understand those pressures that are those societal pressures that are that have been uh, impacting him over the last, I don't know, however long he's been doing this, 15 years or so. Yeah. And uh T- they 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 know they know what's doing it too. Yeah, yeah, it's really um, it's really interesting. I'll end on this one last thing with therapy that I think was um, pretty interesting, right? And this is something I wonder about: with if black if black people were to get a therapy, would a one size fits all therapy uh work, or th- does something specifically have to be made for black people, like down to being like a whole discipline, like you know, like like not even just like these are their issues, but a whole different way. Cause I was thinking about that, but what you said about choosing one, it'll be very different for a black person. Like, but 
like it's kind of. Well, I think if if you maybe if you had like a, a a black therapist, you know, they could probably you know take it into account your specific situations. I, I don't know if they would need it necessarily a specific you know a specific one for all African Americans, but to uh, whatever you know you know like you said the psychoanalysis. If they just you know did that, with, but with our specific situations in mind, I think they could you know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like... I'll tell you one thing that I think makes therapy work differently for me is because I know so much about Nene Fuller and the code, I can kind of Mm -hmm. translate what he says through a lot about what I know about race. Because, you know, the big overlying Mm -hmm. um, mantra of what Nene Fuller says is, he says, if you don't understand white supremacy, racism, everything that you think you do understand will only confuse you. Yeah. And I want to repeat that. If you don't understand white supremacy, racism, everything that you do understand will only confuse you. And I think um, that is very helpful with the therapy because I think knowing a lot of the stuff about white supremacy and racism, I can kind of take like the insights and see like, you know, okay, this is bigger than just this particular thing. Like, you know, like if there is this certain type of trauma, whatever, like I can see how a system of white supremacy, it comes from a different place than it would have if you told that to a white person. Like I'm experiencing that trauma or that that alienation or whatever for a whole different reason. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. I didn't have that rooting in that. Then I would just be trying to chase solutions like a white person and I would just be getting confused because it, not realizing it comes from a different place. That's why I was saying I was I was wondering, I was wondering, you know, how different would it really have to be? Because it would be great if you had, like, to meet a therapist that was had the full grounding in the, you know, psychology, training, whatever, mm-hmm. but also had that whole counter-race and grounding of uh, Neely Footer, too. And that would be just one discipline of uh, psychology. I think that would be really, really good for black yeah. people. I definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I will, I will say one last thing. I keep saying one last thing. <laughs> When I had this one uh, breakthrough, right, all these kind of boundaries kind of fell, like, you know, like, uh, like walls. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was interesting because something I learned about it was like, uh, I feel like black people have like a lot of boundaries, right? Because we kind of have to build them up because you always have to be like on guard or whatever, or there's always like that kind of poison all the time that kind of surrounds you. And it's like very interesting because when you have them up for like a long time and they're high, when they come down... It's like suddenly like you're more open to stuff like but you realize walls go both ways as in like walls keep things out, bad things out, but they also keep good things out. Like, you know, you have to kind of have them able to be penetrated like like you can't just make a, a super strong wall that can just keep everything bad out. No, okay. But let everything good like, you know, the stronger the wall, the more like bad stuff like it keeps out, the more good stuff is going to end up being kept out, too. But then the more open you are. And the less walls you have, mm. right? So they can just let like everything in, like like you know, because then I start going like the opposite extreme. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna say yes to everything. I'd be open to like mm. you know every experience. You know what I mean? And then all this extra good stuff started happening. And then like suddenly you find yourself inviting something like toxic as well. Yeah, because you're in this kind of uh, euphoria. So like, I think that's something um, that's I think is an interesting balance with therapy too. Is you can. It can knock down your defenses. Like when you get that realness, you know, and it just knocks down all your defenses and you're very transparent. It can make you vulnerable in a good way, but it can make you vulnerable in a bad way. And that's something else I wonder about giving therapy to black people. Like if that's I I think being undefended is more dangerous 
for black people than it is for uh, mm-hmm. white people. Yeah. 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 I mean, because like you said, we're, we're bombarded every day, TV, you know, news, every, you know, with subtle. That's why you have to have the guard up because it's so subtle and it's just insidious and it's just, you know, it's not in your face. And, you know, you have to have, you know, you got to have those antennas pricked up to pick up the, you know, the subtle anti-black messages that are put out there. Yeah. Th- yeah. There's that. And also just like bad people, like bad people who yeah, that's who want to try to manipulate you and exploit you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, manipulate you, or explo- exploit you. And it's like, uh, that was, the, that's something that's important. You have to learn to kind of, yeah. Okay. Like my walls are down. I'm letting all this stuff in, but don't get carried away. You know? Right. Yeah. And also, especially you as a black person, because you fill a lot of roles for white people, a certain type of fascination. And it's something that you can't, ever forget everything is more complicated when it's uh when it's you yeah and you know what i think i think that's it i'm done this is <laughs> this is uh well one more thing over I, an hour I, now right i'll hmm? just mess with you. <laughs> oh, oh no what'd you say i said one more thing uh <laughs> i know i like one more thing my way like for like 15 minutes but no <laughs> i'm done this time I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna let you uh take this out was this a lighthearted episode or uh Oh, or a somber one. I'm not. I'm not even sure. I would. I wouldn't call it either. We had. We had that little. The that moment of levity with the root articles. We were talking about therapy. I don't. I would. I wouldn't call it a down. You know, it was, I think it was. It, it was enlightening a little bit. You know. It's, we put out. We put some questions out there for uh for people to to think about. Yeah. Yeah. One reason why I did this episode like this, mm-hmm. right, was because. And we were talking about this. I felt like we were getting in a rut. I don't want to mm-hmm. just keep talking about like Shea Butters, yeah. Black Feminists, yeah. and all this stuff. And, you know, plus, because even though I think those people are always on a war path and, and also they control like the so-called Black media. So it's hard to ignore them because they're actively always spreading propaganda against you. I don't want to just, be, you know, this to be about, you yeah. know punching um punching them like you know like like, like today i'm glad we yeah. just brought it up came in and passing and stuff but i really want to try to um kind of broaden the uh scope of things we're talking about so i thought this would be a, a interesting it was it was interesting it was. one I, you know i you know i think a lot of people should consider it and not be scared to i know you know yeah. how you know how we can be like you know black people we can be a little scared to try yeah stuff. yeah oh totally trust me it took me it took me took me a long time man you know and i was making excuses about like over researching it or like doing like all these like self-help books and stuff and one day this uh this black girl that i know casually was sitting outside and she was kind of uh staring in space and i said um you know hey what's going on and she said hey she just seemed to be like in a very uh chill place and i was like you know what what happened she goes yeah you know i was just uh going over something that uh hit me in, in therapy today and then we just sat and we talked about it like for a while and i just got so curious and because she was she was black i was like you know what screw it i'll get i'll give it a try and then uh i got information about her and i said i'm just i'm just gonna take the plunge because if i think about it i'll talk myself uh, well i think another out. thing you know just to be fair to us is that one more, one more, uh, <laughs> just to be fair is that i i don't know like as far as like how much something like that costs but i know it's probably the cost is probably, you know, a prohibitive for a lot of black folk. Well, well, see, that's what's interesting. Um, I thought the same thing, too. But you can go to, like, institutes or students and they have, like, need-based or sliding scale. So, I mean, there's people, like, you know, you can do it for, like, um, yeah. $60 a week or something. 
but 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 not yeah. but not that's not one session that's like oh, multiple okay yeah. okay like, like 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 you just tell them what you can um afford okay. you know but i mean compared to like a lot of things that i think are like uh uh-huh. 150 200 and up a session like that's like a big i mean you also okay. have to remember this yeah. is new york so 60 dollars a week is cigarette money huh y- yeah yeah In new york but people going out for drinks one night is like um way more than that so so yeah it's um it's all yeah. good but there's a lot of resources that and insurance um between insurance but like you said if you don't have insurance is like a rare and rarer thing but between insurance and between like because what you do is you can get like students these people are like uh, they're graduates but they're not full-fledged yet okay and you're basically like uh they're training but they're they're educated they're trained and they're like really really learning like like i know one girl said she was uh, she started out at like um okay, forty okay. a week, and it's just, nice, just paying twenty dollars a session, two 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 sessions uh, a week. So so you'd you'd be surprised, and but you one was you know one was interesting. She's somebody I think uh, that's a perfect example of a lot of information that um white people have. Cause I think she learned that from like a white person. Yeah, and I learned I learned it from um, from her. Like like I think a lot I think a lot of times we kind of talk ourselves out of things yeah, before. We investigate. And I know a lot of times white people, they will investigate everything first and then say um, it, it can't be done because I always thought the same thing. I, I, I just thought that it, I didn't realize it yeah. could get that cheap. Yeah, I definitely didn't either. So, I don't know. Yeah. And I bet, I bet you a lot of uh, social programs uh, have it, have it too. Um, I mean, that's something, that's a great thing to get a guest on. If We should try to find a guest who could talk about mental health in poor and black communities and all that stuff. Cause yeah, I think it's a, uh, I think it would help a lot. I think it help a lot of people because I'm like, all this is like new to me anyway. So I really don't know. Yeah. Hey, when you don't know, we got to get somebody that does. So we're going to see. What- yeah. In fact, if anybody has someone that they want to recommend as a guest, uh, send it to champagne sharks at uh, gmail.com. Or if that person is you, it would it'd be a great thing to do a follow up on. And yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Oh, also we're gonna have more. We're gonna have a lot more guests on. Uh, now that we booked this engineer, we're going to have uh, more regular shows and more free time to chase down and harass guests. So there's gonna be a lot of good stuff coming, and I hope you guys are here for all of it. Yes, sir. Stick around, guys. It's gonna get interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know what's great about this one? I don't have to do any show notes. This, this is like a very light, <laughs> light one. All right, man. So uh, thanks for everything, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, all right my brother. Peace.